inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to the Core here on American Family Radio Network. Glad to have you with us today on the show. We got some special guests coming up in the next two segments. We're going to have on MD Perkins, one of our team members over at American Family Studios. We're going to talk about a documentary that's um, in the early stages of development, but uh, just kind of tease you on um, a documentary that we have coming up within the next year. Um, or maybe maybe into early 2023, but we'll ask MD Perkins when the documentary um, is going to be developed and and what it's going to be about, just to kind of whet your appetite for that. They're the same; uh, it's the same team here at American Family Association that produced In His Image, the same team that produced The God Who Speaks, and several other of our documentaries, our shorts, uh, feature films and um, some of our series that focus on biblical worldview training. Uh, so that'll happen the uh, second segment of the show today. The last segment, we're going to talk to a longtime employee of American Family Association, the director, or the editor, rather, of what was formerly known as the AFA Journal for decades and now has been rebranded to The Stand. Uh, we're going to talk to Randall Murphy. Uh, last segment, who's uh, been on our team uh, from the very early uh, years of American Family Association. So we'll do that last segment, and of course we'll take your calls because it is Wednesday after all, so we'll take your calls last segment. We are live streaming the show on Facebook and YouTube, so if you want to go there, watch the show live. we got a comment section as well. You can go to Facebook or YouTube, just type in AFA at the core, find the show page on both of those platforms, and watch the show uh, live. We also are live streaming online at our website and the mobile application, AFR.net, and the AFR app on your smartphone device. We're in Psalm chapter 4 today, going through the book of Psalms, so we're going to be here a while. <laughs> I may have to do uh, more than a chapter a day to get through this, because 100-plus chapters in Psalms, so we'll we'll see how long this lasts. Um but it'll carry us, carry us uh, at least halfway through the year. Uh, chapter 4, Book of Psalm. Answer me when I call, O God of my righteousness. You have given me relief when I was in distress. Be gracious to me and hear my prayer. O men, how long shall my honor be turned into shame? How long will you love vain words and seek after lies? David, remember, is speaking, addressing his enemies here. But know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord hears when I call him. Be angry and do not sin. Ponder in your own hearts, own your beds, and be silent. Offer right sacrifices and put your trust in the Lord. There are many who say, who will show us some good? Lift up the light of your face upon us, O Lord. You have put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and wine abound. In peace I will both lie down and sleep. 
for you, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. So you look there in verse 7, and uh, David's, the, this psalm says, uh, you have put more joy in my heart, talking about the Lord, than they have when their grain and wine abound. So you look at, you look at, at blessings in this, in this world, blessings on this earth, and God, of course, blesses um, us with not just material things, but he provides spiritual blessings as well uh, to his uh, children, to the body of Christ. Um, but what, what, this, what this psalm is saying is that, uh, you know, you think you find pleasure from having your wine cellars full or having your grain bins full. Well, the joy of the Lord is so much more and so much greater. Uh, so that's what we can take from Psalm chapter 4. Jumping into the news of the day, we have a an exclusive, American Family News has an exclusive report up on their site now. Uh, Sandy Rios in the morning, one of our uh, hosts here on the network, Sandy Rios, good friend of the ministry here, she uh, interviewed a lady from Tennessee by the name of Debbie Doster, D-O-S-T-R, about her being denied a kidney transplant at Vanderbilt University Medical Center. Why was she denied a kidney transplant? Well, she just didn't have the jab. She just didn't have the shot, uh, the COVID-19 shot. So uh, Vanderbilt University Medical Center, she was already lined up. She was already in line. She already had a kidney donor. And uh, Vanderbilt University Medical Center gave her a call and said, sorry, ma'am, uh, you don't have the vaccine, or what's not a vaccine, honestly, is a shot. Uh, you don't have the therapeutic shot, uh, so we're, we're canceling your appointment. We're canceling your transplant. And uh, right now, as of the last a few days, Debbie, is uh, her body is functioning with about 19% of her kidney functioning. Uh, so only 19% of her kidney is functioning uh, appropriately. Uh, so she's in pretty serious shape. Uh, she was already on the list, already approved, had everything scheduled, um, and Vanderbilt University Medical Center canceled her kidney transplant appointment. Uh, so this is absolutely stunning. And one of our core values here at American Family Association is the sanctity of human life. And uh, the beautiful thing about God's Word is the sanctity of human life doesn't stop at the womb. It's not just for babies. The sanctity of human life is something God cares about from, from conception to natural death. And God is a God of life he bring he not only does he provide life but god fosters and protects life and so as believers that's what we should be about as well and that includes debbie's situation debbie should not be denied care because she doesn't have a shot it's as simple as that and you have to ask the question, and by the way, you can read this entire story. You can read the transcript of her interview at AFN.net. That's our news site, American Family News, AFN.net. Uh, you can read her story. We're also going to post this on the podcast page at AFR.net of today's show, AFA at the Core. So you can link to this on both of those places and read it for yourself. But, you know, you have to ask the question, 
is this the road we want to go down? Is 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 what Vanderbilt is doing there in Tennessee? Is this the road we want to go down? Okay, all right. So so all smokers, anybody who smokes, well, no, you don't qualify to have a life saving surgery. No, you don't qualify. No transplant surgery. Matter of fact, we're not going to do any procedures on you uh, because your life is less valuable because you smoke. And that's really not even apples to apples here, all right? But for the sake of discussion, let's just consider these other factors. All right, well, you, uh, you know, you, you engage uh, in unhealthy eating practices. So, you know, we're just not going to treat you. I'm sorry. Just, just tough, tough luck. Uh, we're, we're just not going to do uh, a procedure on you uh, because you don't uh, eat properly. Or uh, you don't you don't have your your annual flu shot, right? You don't have your annual flu shot, so we can't do a transplant on you. Do we want to go down this path? Oh, what about this one? Oh, this is the one we can't talk about because we're going to get canceled. Uh, what if you engage in in risky sexual behavior, promiscuous sexual behavior? Marty's over here cutting up. We can't talk about this. This is like off limits. You know what if you what if you engage in in unhealthy unnatural sexual practices homosexuality should you be disqualified from the kidney transplant because you're putting your knowingly putting yourself at risk of getting HIV or AIDS Hmm hadn't thought about that Walker yeah let's think about it let's talk about it Can't talk about that that's bigoted that's hateful that's mean how dare you say that Walker well, I'm not saying it. Vanderbilt University's saying it. It's not my idea. It's Vanderbilt's idea. So why don't you call Vanderbilt and let them explain to you their logic and their reasoning? I'm simply bringing this up for discussion. I think this is a terrible idea. I think discriminating against people for not having this shot is ridiculous, and I think it doesn't add up. You start adding things up, and what makes sense, because after all, the, the, the beautiful thing about how, how God created us is there is objective right and wrong. There, it's not just what I say and what they say and what he says. There is objective right and wrong in this world, and that's what we have to talk through. That's what we have to reason through. And what Vanderbilt University is doing, what their medical center is doing, is absolutely disgusting and immoral. And, and on this shot, I mean, I, I can't get over this, and we, we really can't let this slip by. And that's why I keep talking about it. But but th- this this shot now, it has gone from it has gone from getting the COVID-19 shot is protecting not only yourself, but protecting others, all right? So now you have a, the, the narrative is that you have a moral responsibility to not just protect your own health, and this is, once again, this is operating under the assumption that is still being researched on how efficacious and how uh, effective this shot is. When you don't do clinical trials for 5, 10 to 15 years, you're left in limbo. That's what the stage we're in. We are in limbo stage. But but this went from, just like the mask debate, this went from protect yourself to now you have a moral responsibility to protect others, all right? 
That's where we started. Here, here we are now, and all of the doctors and scientists admit that this shot doesn't prevent transmission. So now you go from protecting others to now it doesn't protect others. Because if you have the shot, you can now transmit it to others. So really, what is this all about? Well, Walker, this is about making sure we have less people in the hospital. Okay, that sounds really good. So now it's the government's responsibility and the private sector's responsibility to regulate lifestyle decisions based on keeping people out of the hospital. <laughs> okay, doesn't that all sound great? We're all looking at this going, wow, this, is, this, this makes sense. No wonder they want everybody to get the shot. Okay, well, why do we still have cigarettes available at every single gas station in this country when it's been proven for like 60 plus years, definitively, scientifically, medically proven that smoking is absolutely disastrous for your lungs and causes you to have COPD, asthma, and all kind of cancer, cancer, all these terrible issues. But we've still got tobacco and cigarettes and all this filthy stuff that, that's filthy for your body available at every convenience store in this country. You can probably order tobacco online. Who knows? Well, you, we know that, that drinking too much alcohol is terrible for your kidneys or for your liver. We don't ban that. No, you can go drink as much as you want to drink. And if you want to get a kidney transplant the next day, well, that's fine. We'll put you on the list. You can expose yourself to toxins that we know lead to cancer, and you can do that on a consistent and persistent basis. And when you go to get chemo, they're not going to cancel your chemo treatment because you put yourself in a situation where you might be more susceptible to cancer. No, they're going to treat you because that's the humane and moral thing to do. And so this situation with the kidney transplant at Vanderbilt University Medical Center should be no different. Phone number to the central switchboard is on the uh, the rundown here as well. The, Excellent. The Bobby podcast. has put uh, Vanderbilt University Medical Center's phone number on the rundown at AFR.net on the podcast page. We'll talk more about this after the break. Stay tuned. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. The city lies four square, its length, width, and height all equal, 1,380 miles for each dimension. The city's wall is 216 feet high, 12 gates around the city, with each gate made of a single pearl. Streets of gold so pure, they're translucent. No need for a sun, God's glory lights the city. No tears, no pain. I wouldn't miss it for the world. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. 
This is Raising Godly Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. What fruit does friendship yield? For your girl, friends help her navigate the world. They help her through homework, share common hobbies, and playground fun. As she matures, her friends will help her understand her aptitudes, her passions, her beliefs, and her potential career path. And someday, far into the future, during her more established years, friends will service her sounding boards, yoke carriers, prayer warriors, and memory keepers. No matter our age, friendships are a blessing given to us by God for our life's journey. Scripture is full of godly friendships. Jesus and his disciples, Naomi and Ruth, Paul and Timothy. Does your girl have a circle of godly friends? Christian Camp, Bible Study, and American Heritage Girls Troop are all great ways to make new connections. We are all called to raise up the next generation of Christian leaders. Learn more about empowering girls at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. Christians in China, they're crying out for the word. Hey, it's Michael Woolworth with Bible League International. Let me tell you about Hayo. He was an interrogator with the police department outside of Beijing, China. His job was to come down hard on pastors, jail them, beat them, humiliate them. But I can tell you, God had a different plan. He would go to the doorstep of one of the men that he had beaten, a man by the name of Katsu, and he would ask him, how are you at such peace when we were beating you severely? And so this man, Katsu, would open his door, open his Mandarin Bible, and lead this bitter atheist to faith in Christ. And would you know it, together, they've seen literally thousands and thousands come to Christ in that part of China. But in their house church movement of quite a few churches, there's only about one or two Bibles. Hey, listen, we want to be able to bless these Christians at Christmas so they can read for themselves the Christmas story. Would you do that at only $5 a Bible? You can do that by calling 800-YES-WORD, 800-YES-WORD. That's 800-YES-WORD. Or you can give at sendbiblesnow.org, sendbiblesnow.org. Giving a Bible to somebody is the greatest gift you can give somebody in life. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power. Break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. There is Whoa. 
Welcome back to AFA at the core here on American Family Radio. That was um, Tasha Cobb's Break Every Chain. Many of us are familiar with that song. Beautiful song rooted in scripture. There is power in the name of Jesus. And that's a great reminder for all of us that there is power in the name of Jesus. And the uh, Pharisees questioned Jesus. They were always trying to put him in a corner. Um, and they questioned him over and over again, um, how do we attain salvation? How do we attain eternal, eternal life? And over and over again, it's the same answer, believe that I am the Son of God. And so there is power in the name of Jesus. Scripture goes on to talk about how uh, there, is no, uh, there is one way uh, one way to access the Father, and that is through the Son, uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, in studio with us is M.D. Perkins uh, from American Family Studios. M.D., glad to have you in with us. Um, M.D., you guys, before we jump to kind of uh, teasing our audience for what's coming up in 2022, maybe a little bit of 2023 as well, uh, tell our listeners, uh, well, number one, how long have you been with AFS? So I have worked with American Family Studios since 2014. Okay. So this will be my eighth year this summer, and uh, it's it's been a great time. Excellent. So what all films and documentaries and, and, and stuff have you been a part of? I know there's when you add in cultural institutes, you get into dozens. But sure. what are some of the highlights? Yeah, well, I, I began working on Logic on Fire, a documentary about Martin Lloyd-Jones, a British pastor. And then uh, we worked on the um, The God Who Speaks, which was our big um, project on the authority and reliability of the Bible in his image. And then um, more recently, I've gotten into doing my own research, and I was a part of a cultural institute on the dangers of gay Christianity, mm. and I've written a book for the ministry that'll be coming out this year on that topic. And so I, I've got my hands in a whole whole bunch of different things, <laughs> and uh, I appreciate that. So what is uh, what is the title of the book? Is it The Dangers of Day Christ- Gay Christianity? Dangerous Affirmation, The okay. Threat of Gay Christianity. All right, and what, what month can we expect that? Uh, hopefully April. Okay, all right. And is that going to be probably a premium uh, first and then open it up to the public? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how they're working all okay. that, but yeah, it'll be coming out later this year. We're still in the editing and layout phase. Gotcha, so. excellent. So Dangerous Affirmation. Uh, MD, tell us a little bit about, I uh, brought you in to talk about a documentary on my grandfather, which I'm super mm-hmm. excited about. We're in the very early stages of that, but just kind of tease us out a little bit about what that will be, kind of what it'll look like, what it'll be about. Yeah, so every every great historical figure really needs the historical context for why they matter, what was their legacy, what was the background and the biography behind them. And that's what we're hoping to do with this project on Brother Don Wildman, is to really lay out the history of, of who he was, why he mattered, what, what were his principles, what were his methods, what were the things that the Lord really um, stirred up in him that were part of his, his legacy, and the, the reason why we have a Christian ministry named AFA that mm. is, is built on what he had initiated back in 1977 going forward. So that's that's the big idea for the project. Yeah, and it's it's so important to remember where you came from. Mm-hmm. And whether it's a country or a family or in this case a ministry, um you know, you just can't go back to the to the beginnings too often uh to be reminded. So that's so very important. Um 
what what are what are some things I know you're in the early stages you're doing some research you guys haven't filmed anything on this yet um, but what are some things that stand out to you I mean are t- tell us some interesting things you and I probably know them from the early days of my grandfather back in the 70s but what are some kind of interesting tidbits from the very beginning of this ministry so for me one of the the big first of all I I grew up in Tupelo so I've I've always known AFA I've always known the Wildman family, you know, from a distance and receiving the AFA journals and stuff. But, you know, I don't, I've worked here kind of after Brother Don's time of regularly being in the office. So it's not like I have a lot of personal stories and interactions, but so I'm reading all of this at a distance. But what's so, what's so fascinating and stirring to me is just to get, to get behind the mindset of his methodology. You know, for instance, why did he go after a company like Sears or Disney, (laughs) you know, and huge corporations. Yeah. I mean, these are big companies, but there's also worse quote unquote companies out there doing worse things. But part of his focus was on companies that presented themselves as this very squeaky clean family friendly image. And so he would target them specifically because what they were promoting in terms of their messaging wasn't lining up with where they were actually spending their money and what they were doing in terms of, you know, funding, um, you know, funding, uh, commercials on, on kind of raunchy shows and, and, um, you know, the gay days at Disney world back in the, in the nineties and stuff. So it was, it was always calling them kind of to the mat on some of the hypocrisy behind this squeaky clean family friendly image. Mm. And then, and then the reality of what they were actually promoting and saying, "Are, are you actually going to line up with this? And what happens when I tell people that, you're promoting this on the one hand while your image is that you, you, you love families and all of this. So, yeah. And, and I think that's, uh, on that point, I think that's one been one of the most tragic, um, things about our economy, where we are today in America, you know, some 40 plus years later yeah. compared to the, I mean, my grandfather used to get calls. I mean, if he would do a boycott, he would get calls from like the Sears CEO. Yeah. And I think it was another CEO of a major corporation, uh, maybe J.C. Penney or another one, don't quote me on this, <laughs> I actually wanted to come down and sat in my grandfather's living room. Mm-hmm. You know, I was kind of trying to reason with him and negotiate with him to get out of this boycott. Um, but now these yeah. corporations are so big, they really don't move much on pressure. Right. I mean, it's like they, they've got like a buffer and it doesn't matter what people outside are saying. They're just going to do what they're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing about it is it does reflect a difference of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, when you think about you know, Brother Don being really concerned about 7-Elevens, for instance, and the fact that Playboy magazines were available kind of behind the counter, to think that you could cause a stink and do something that would impact the proliferation of pornography just through dealing with a gas station and mm-hmm. a convenience store. You know, I mean, it's hard for us to even fathom that, you know, having an impact on the pornography industry yeah. through dealing with the, you know, this intermediate means. But I mean, cause just of how pornography is, is through the internet and on people's phones sure. and stuff now. So it's just, it, it is a, a window into a different time. And I think the importance of that context will be helpful for people in understanding some of the means and methods that he employed in, uh, in bringing these things to light. Yeah, and, and he always relied, and this goes to where we are today with our online action alerts and stuff, 
um, and the documentaries, uh, wanting people to consume our content that we're producing to have it uh, help shape their biblical worldview so that they can go out and be salt and light. Uh, back then, he used the same method. He used people on the ground to go to 7-Elevens yeah. and ask for the manager. Yeah. And that's how you made a big impact is you start going to 7-Elevens or whatever store in this case and ask for the manager and talk face-to-face and explain to them that, hey, I'm offended by this content in your store. Um, and then you start getting a lot of managers calling corporate and then boom, all of a sudden you make an impact. So same method we're using today, just a lot of it through technology. Yeah, I mean, there was a there was a personal aspect to it, like you're alluding to there, where um, where individuals would really be activated by his by his messaging to then go and and do the work that they needed to do. I mean, I've already had several great conversations with employees here. You know, like Buddy Smith, vice president, talks about how he got involved in all of this stuff was. There was a there was a rental place in the town where he was pastoring, and he was bothered about about it. And he called Brother Don up, and Brother Don basically said, "What are you going to do about it?" Yeah, you know exactly. And then that's an activist is born. Yeah, great stuff. All right, MD, we'll look forward to that later this year. We'll get some maybe some trailers later this year. Yeah, and maybe get a documentary in 2023. Thank you, brother. Yeah, thank you for having me. Glad for coming on. So that's uh, MD Perkins, part of our American Family Studios team. And uh, that's the that's the team led by Austin Brooks as the director there. Uh, they put and produce, put together and produce uh, all of our major documentaries, our cultural institute series, um, and everything that you find on the streaming platform, AFA streaming platform. Uh, uh, much of that is produced by American Family uh, Studios. So uh, we are actually putting out good quality um, content. We're putting out good quality content for families to consume um, there on our streaming platform. So you can go there and uh, check it out. Uh, Jumping back into some of our stories for the day, uh, let's see. Let's touch base on this annual moving survey. You know, I, I came across a study, a report the other day. It was all based on the U.S. Census study about uh, where people are migrating to domestically here. Uh, We know we've got hundreds of thousands uh, last year, over a million, well, actually closer to 2 million, uh, illegal immigrants pouring into our country, and that's a terrible situation. We talked about it yesterday. Uh, But this is these are are Americans, American citizens, moving around the country, uh, moving from state to state, city to city, for all kinds of different reasons. But this is a report from uh, Breitbart.com. Annual moving survey, top five outbound states run by Democrats. The primary reason for individuals fleeing these states included, quote, cost, lifestyle, family, and job. Those were the top four reasons. Once again, cost, meaning uh, cost of living. Uh, lifestyle, family, and jobs. So those are the top four priorities for people and the reasons that they left uh, these different states. So the state with the highest number of outbound migrants last year was New Jersey. It was at the top of the list of the most people fleeing the state to move somewhere else. Of those involved in moves, 70% fled New Jersey uh, compared to just 30% who moved in. So 
uh, negative 40 uh, when you're getting into the net or um, uh, and you do the math, they lost 40% of their residents uh, as far as people coming in and out. Um, when you look at uh, the New York Post reported that six of the top 10 metro areas suffered from um, the worst exodus were in the New York, New Jersey regions. This is all in the Northeast. And then you get out to California, you've got issues there as well. The second, uh, coming in second place as far as the state with the most uh, residents leaving the state was Illinois. Illinois saw 62, or I'm sorry, 67.2% of people involved in moves leaving the state. Conversely, just 32.8% of movers became new residents into Illinois. Let's see. Um, so we have New Jersey, Illinois. The fourth one is New York. Not surprising there. You move on to the fourth one. It was Connecticut. And the fifth one, California. Uh, that was the fifth and last one in this study, at least, of the top five outbound states all being run <clears throat> by Democrats. And the, the important thing here is that people don't leave one place of insanity and then carry those bad values to a state that's being run mostly properly. Meaning America doesn't need liberals fleeing New York to Florida and then carrying their liberal values that ran New York into the ground to Florida. That's just not equitable, to use the left's terminology. That's just not right, and it's just not fair. If you want to destroy a city, if you want to destroy a state, well, they've done it. San Francisco, the home of Nancy Pelosi, well, what does she do? She buys a multi-million dollar beach house in Palm Beach, Florida. Why? Because she doesn't want to retire in her home city that the left has destroyed, San Francisco. So if the liberals want to come hang out in the red states where we actually got our head on right, that's fine. It's America. You can, you know, travel across state lines, come vacation in conservative states, but don't bring your liberal values to the ballot box in states where we're actually doing things right. Hannah's Heart, a half-hour program specifically designed to encourage Christian couples walking through infertility and miscarriage. This is not a show that's going to promise you a certain outcome, but this is a show that says however God answers your cry, we know that He's enough. Hannah's Heart with Ann Cockrell and Kendra White each Saturday afternoon at 5 Central on American Family Radio. You can find the podcast at AFR.net. So they asked me to enter my email address, and the next thing I know, I start getting emails from companies I never even knew existed. What's up with that? Here at the American Family Association, you have our word that we won't give away, sell, or lease your email address to any other organization or company. 
We're thankful when you take the time to subscribe to AFA Action Alerts, One Million Moms, Engage Magazine, or any of our other online newsletters. In churches, and a lot of churches today, the issue of identity is sort of like the big elephant in the room. It's in the news, but it's not in the church. So if it's in society, it needs to be something the churches are addressing. In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality, is now available for church screenings and events. Every person in America needs to see this. And all pastors need to show this to the church, get the people informed. If the church and Jesus isn't the answer, where's the world going? We want the message of the film to touch as many hearts and lives as possible. And we'd love to join with you to bring the film to your community. So let's say you have a small group or your church, or we've even been bringing the film into some prisons. We want to partner with you. So what we'll do is we'll send you a special kit and it's completely free and it'll just have some extra resources to help you promote your event. To find out more about how to host an event, go to inhisimage.movie and click on the host an event tab. That's inhisimage.movie. This is a Decency Minute. I'm Bill Johnson. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi recently said, The fact is that there is an attitude of lawlessness in our country that springs from I don't know where. Maybe you do, and we cannot have that lawlessness become the norm. She has no idea where this sense of lawlessness comes from, really? When crime goes unpunished in various cities and states while righteousness is condemned, lawlessness naturally increases. When the law of our land, the Constitution, is to greater and lesser extents disregarded by the executive, executive, legislative, and judicial branches of our government in order to press an agenda, isn't it reasonable to expect a mirror of lawlessness among the governed, denying personal liberty of the law abiding while upholding the lawlessness of Marxism, yet one really has no idea? God's word warns, where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law happy is he. This is a Decency Minute. I'm Bill Johnson. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome. Welcome back to the show here on American Family Radio. I'm Walker Wildman. This is AFA at the Core. You can watch the show live on Facebook or YouTube right now. Uh, Just go to the AFA at the Core page. You can also... Um, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it be Spotify, your Apple device, or your Android device. You can go to your podcast store, type in AFA at the core. My show will come up, and you click the little subscribe button, and then uh, all the shows will come up on your podcast uh, application so that you can listen at your convenience. So we encourage you to do that. We know not everyone's able to listen live, so if you subscribe to the podcast, uh, you can listen to the show. Uh, if you go to uh, our website, American Family Association, the parent ministry of American Family Radio, uh, we have our core values uh, listed there on the site, what drives our work from the early days of my grandfather founding this ministry uh, to now. Um, so some of the core values are evangelism and discipleship. That's one core value, evangelism and discipleship. Marriage and family, that's another core value. Morality, and when we say morality, biblical morality, because a lot of people try to pull morality from all kinds of different places, there is one true morality, uh, and that's based in Scripture. Sanctity of human life, we just talked about that first segment. 
about this Vanderbilt University Medical Center story uh, and how we care about human life. Uh, stewardship, uh, biblical stewardship, and then the last one is religious liberty. And you, if you're like me, you you hear the stories that are covered on the network. You hear the the stories we talk about on the show, and and we do so uh, to hopefully educate you on the issues of the day, but not just educate you so you know what's going on, but what how to think through some of the main issues facing uh, the body of Christ today, uh, more specifically in this country in the year 2021. But I want I want to I want to leave you um, right now with some encouragement uh, because when you when you get caught up in what the world is doing, um, much of much of what we talk about is how the world is being the world. I mean, the 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 sin, man's sin nature, man's fall all the way back from Genesis. And and the, the the chaos that has ensued is it should not surprise us. Let me just say that. As believers, when you look in scripture, when you look in God's word, I mean we're we're covering it now in, in the book of Psalms. David had his enemies. David was was one of God's chosen ones. And, and, and David had his enemies. Why? Because people hated God, and people hated God's people. So, so that, that, that tension there should not surprise us. The fact that man sins and does not stand up and hold up to God's standards, that should not come as a surprise to us. But the question is, what can I do about it? The question is, what is my response? What is my responsibility right now? And that, that's really one thing that, that and let, let's just talk to Christians here. Let's just talk to the body of Christ because I, I can sit and project this onto people who are unbelievers, but it isn't going to stick. I, I, can, I, can, I can explain the ways of God to the lost, but until the Holy Spirit comes in their life, it's going to go in one ear, out the other. Yet, can you plant seeds? Absolutely. Can 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 Christians plant seeds in the lives and the hearts and the minds of unbelievers? Absolutely, and they should. But God changes the heart. God allows the Holy Spirit to come into one's life and to absolutely turn their life right side up. But what is our responsibility? Our responsibility is to obey God's word in all aspects of our lives and to teach God's principles that we should be abiding by to everyone we know around us in our sphere of influence. That's where, as Christians, we're going to have maximum impact. Because I can have, we can, we can call our congressman, we can call this person, we can email this company, 
and 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 we advocate for that very often here and those are good things but we at the same time don't need to to neglect what is going on in our immediate proximity right around us what's going on around us what are wh- how are we influencing our children with God's word how are we influencing our spouse with God's word how are we influencing our grandparents our grandchildren our parents our aunts our uncles how are we influencing them with God's word so that's that's what I want to encourage you with today to to not get so consumed with what the world is doing that that it that it cripples you to be effective for God where you have maximum impact and and as as Abe says he says it starts in the home and that's so true it starts in the home am I discipling I have four boys I have four boys I've got Luke don't ask me their birthdays by the way <laughs> I've got Luke Samuel Andrew and I've got Isaac and Isaac will be uh, he will exit the womb probably in the next four weeks or six weeks but he's still my son by the way and that's a little little t- a little side note a little rabbit trail but it's an important rabbit trail uh, we need to speak of children in the womb as children nonetheless you know, I, I try to position myself to where when I talk about my children, I have four boys. I don't have like three and a half. I don't have three and then I'll have a son, Isaac, in, you know, February when he's born. No, he has a heartbeat and he moves because I feel him <laughs> uh, when uh, he moves around in my wife's uh, uh, belly. But he's he's here. He's alive. He's alive. Uh, so, but I have four children I have four boys and it's my responsibility as their father uh, to disciple them and train them in godliness and that's where I'm gonna have some of the some of the most uh, uh, impact is by doing that and so um, I just want to encourage you in that today to not uh, feel uh, defeated like you, you what's my role in this life where am I supposed to be how can I serve God in whatever I'm doing, whatever your profession is? Uh, you can do that by first focusing on uh, your family. Family is one of the key institutions that God created. Focusing on your family, being salt and light within your family, um, and then expanding your uh, uh, sphere from there. Go out and, and, and impact your church, impact your community, impact your city, state, and your country, and then it eventually impact the world. So that's a little bit of encouragement for you today. We all have a responsibility and we all can make a difference uh, with God's help through the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Moving uh, on to a couple other stories. This one's out of um, another story out of Breitbart. If you haven't noticed, uh, I'm a fan of Breitbart.com. They have a lot of great content there. And they cover issues that affect um, everyday Americans. Well, this one does. And uh, the headline here is that U.S. billionaires grew their wealth by $340 billion in 2021 as the middle class shrinks. 
And by the way, we're going to take calls this last segment. Let me go ahead and give out the number. we got about eight minutes left on the show. 888-589-8840-888-589-8840 is the number to call in to the core. Uh, 888-589-8840 is the number to call in. Uh, anything you want to ask, comment on as it relates to the topics we discussed on the show today, you can do that uh, by calling 888-589-8840. Uh, but this story, back to the story in Breitbart, the uh, uh, U.S. billionaires Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, Larry Page, Mark Zuckerberg, um, Steve Ballmer, Larry Ellison, Warren Buffett grew their combined wealth to about $341 billion in 2021, according to figures published by CNBC. The only reason I bring this up is not to badger the rich, because that's what the world wants to do. They wanna, they're, they're envious, they're sinful, and they're jealous, and they want to badger people who have had success in the American economy. And that's not what we're about on this show. We're not going to go badger the rich simply because they're rich. There is nothing inherently wrong with being wealthy from a monetary standpoint. All right? With that caveat, what I am wanting to point out here is that the middle class continued to, to be diminished, continued to shrink, during the same time period, which then does make it a story. Because America has always thrived off of a strong middle class. And when America's middle class is strong, um, the rest of the country is strong. And America, when you look at America, America is run off of the middle class. And so uh, the fact that the middle class continues to shrink and the the top tier, the top 1% continue to expand their wealth, uh, that is not a good thing. So the middle class needs to be growing as well as everyone else. Uh, 888-589-8840 is the number to call in. We'll go to Sammy in Arkansas. Hey, Sammy, welcome to the court. Hey, Walker. Uh, uh, I just wanted to ask you about possibly putting together with the uh, some of the other programs on AFR, on AFR bumper craze list. I'm not asking for a, a, an album or anything like that, just a list of some of the uh, uh, bumper music uh, titles and artists, and and that way it would introduce churches and Yes, Sammy, I uh, I lost you there, Sammy. Sorry about that. Um, uh, asking for uh, some maybe some bumper music, Bobby. Um, who knows? Yeah, I think <laughs> a um a lot of that comes from uh, say airing the Addisons and uh, exploring the word. They do a lot of different uh, show clips coming back in. And I got you as as bumpers. Some Christian music coming yes, in and out of the shows. Mm-hmm. I got you. All right, well, one last call we'll take. Sorry, we weren't able to get to many. I talked too much today. Uh, Tommy in the state of Texas. Hey, Tommy, welcome to the core. Hey, how are you, sir? Hey, doing well, man. What's on your mind? Uh, You know, biblically, uh, I think that uh, we see something here with God, and I'm not bashing the rich, getting rich. Uh, I think as the economy goes and uh, people's education and 
you know, uh, our revenue has moved around a lot. But I think it's a, we need to hit on the biblical side of that, uh, uh, the prophecies that's being fulfilled, uh, because it does talk about that. What do you think? Well, what what specifically are you talking about here? What what prophecies are you linking to that story? Well, I'm I'm thinking toward the end uh, end of time. Um, you know, with rumors of war, uh, as you start moving uh, property and possession around, uh, we've always had elitists or people that uh, that has come out on the high end of that. Sure. Uh, look at uh, King Herod. Uh, uh, what was enough for him? There was never enough for him. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, yeah, I, I see where you're going. You're talking more about the consolidation of power and globalism yeah. and so on and so forth. And that, how, yeah, in the uh, in the new world order, uh, it hap, it had has to happen that way uh, for for it to work. You're right. Yeah, I, I see where you're going there, Tommy. Appreciate the call, brother. Uh, yeah, and that, that that that's why promoting. Um, a strong middle class is good for the country. You know, power, and, and this this goes into human nature, and as Tommy mentioned, you can do some Scripture references on this, um, but consolidation of power anywhere is really not a good thing. It's really not a good thing except for with God Almighty, who is sinless. Uh, but when you look at the world, when you look at human nature, the consolidation of power uh, really never turns out well. Uh, that's why in this country we have, you know, uh, three branches of government. We have separation of powers. Um, and it's all, you look at our founders' writings, they did that because they knew that power need to, needed to be distributed around the country uh, with multiple people having a say on the direction of our country. So that's why America... Uh, was set up why it was because our founders understood human nature afa at the core i'm walker wildman don't forget to check out our website afr.net and the afr app we'll see you next time the views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the american family association or american family